Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and we just watched Steph drop 62 points on the Portland Trailblazers, and I gotta say, that was an awesome game to watch. I mean, finally, like, the dude responded to all the internet, Twitter, NBA Twitter slander he was getting, and that was pretty cool. I only wish it had happened in front of uh, a full packed Chase Center. But the fact that it didn't happen in front of a a packed crowd is pretty impressive. The idea that he can just set fire like that, you know, basically his teammates and the Warriors organization, they become the the cheering section. Yeah, that was that was an impressive way to tell everyone that he's he's still here. I was going to talk a little bit about all the Steph's slander, but honestly, I think he kind of answered a lot of those folks himself. I didn't even really read too much of it because, I mean, you go on Twitter, it's all just knee-jerk reactions, and you have all these people, these talking heads, and people trying to say a lot of reactionary things to to get ratings, right? You know, like in the post-game interviews, he was talking about, and Draymond was talking about how, uh, you know, Steph was hunting and looking for his shot more, and that's a that's a good thing, you know? Like, people were questioning whether or not he can still carry a team, and Draymond pointed out that Steph carried the 2015 team and a lot of their dynasty teams. And if you think about it, when you look at the team that Steph first won a championship with, I mean, yeah, he was clearly the leader of that team. And uh, in this early strange season, uh, he's been doing a lot to try and help his teammates get into a flow, trying to figure out how the offense will work and get familiar with them and have them get familiar with him. In this case, he was aggressive early on, and that was kind of awesome to see. And honestly, one of the things that I think is really, really important, a huge takeaway from this game that I think you know might be overlooked, is that this young team, especially the guys that were on the 15-win team from last season, I think it was important for them to kind of see some of that Steph magic, you know, see one of those games and feel what it's like, even if it's in an empty chase center. The team has taken a lot of criticism. Uh, There have been a lot of questions and, you know, they're playing with this Hall of Fame, once in a lifetime game changing player. And I think it helps them to see his uh, superhumanness, if you will, his uh, transcendence to kind of get that feel back into the team, inject it into the lifeline of the Warriors squad. Because the Warriors do look mortal, because their lineup doesn't have the Hamptons 5, the death lineup, or any of that stuff. So in a way, it helps for the young guys to really see it firsthand, up front, and to be believers. You know what I mean? It gives them confidence that Steph can and will still carry this team when he needs to and when he wants to. Steph shot great from the field. It was nice to see him 
get to the free throw line 19 times. I mean, that's that's a rarity. Uh, I'd been talking to Fubang about how Trey Young gets to the line so much, it seems like. And what is it that Steph is doing wrong that someone like Trey Young, who has shown flashes but hasn't done anything in this league, gets all these calls? I really don't know. We were talking about maybe is it because Trey Young is so much smaller and he gets tossed around more? I don't watch enough of his games uh, or if he just does something on the court that baits other players to fouling him or tricks the refs into calling fouls in his favor. I have no idea. That being said, uh, yeah, this was the first time that the Warriors looked like a a team. Granted, Steph scored 62. And so when he scores 62, uh, everything else kind of looks like it's humming, I suppose. But uh, the team looked like a bunch of NBA players, not saying that they weren't before, but they looked a little hesitant. They looked like they weren't sure about what they were doing all the time. And in this game, they looked like they were playing with confidence and they were constantly attacking. And there's no question that that comes from the top of the food chain that comes from Steph constantly attacking and being confident and showing them like, hey, this is what I can do. This is what I can still do. Follow my lead. Steph has been a follow my lead kind of guy. Lead by example. And he did just that. Having Draymond back was huge. In his first game a couple days ago, he looked like he was someone who hadn't played, I guess, in 300 days and someone who didn't have his wind and had never played with these guys on the court. In this game, he looked like a dude who was guiding the younger players, which was awesome. You know, he had one point, I think, and he had a huge impact on the game, defensively, offensively, telling people where to go. You could tell on defense that he's going to have a hugely positive effect on James Wiseman as long as they play together, as long as they're both suited up on the bench, talking to each other. During one play, Draymond was on the bench and... um I think there was a foul call or Steph made some crazy play and Draymond got up and started shouting and right next to him on camera was James Wiseman shouting. And before that, I don't think I'd seen James Wiseman show any kind of emotion. So it's helpful. It's helpful to get to to light a fire under folks. He definitely helped with Wiseman. He helped with Andrew Wiggins and he helped with Kelly Oubre. There were times where Oubre was getting into a John with a, Damian Lillard and Draymond is someone who is not ever afraid to jaw with someone was pulling, urging Ubre away, largely because like he he knew he didn't want Ubre to get a tech, to give Portland free points, to take away their own momentum. That's the veteran savviness that we need. Uh, he was clearly directing Wiseman on the court. And when he was on the sidelines before, when he wasn't suited up, he could tell Wiseman things, but being on the court and being engaged actively in the game, I mean, that that's different. The team looks different when Draymond is back there. I mean, he, he gives Wiseman like extra confidence and he gives him extra security knowing that there's a plus defender on the court. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft. 
and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out oaklandwarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. James Wiseman, he played really well. You're seeing where he fits in on this team with Draymond and Steph, you know, like how they can use him on both ends of the court. Uh, He still is making and working through his rookie mistakes, but he was way more active and he was setting great screens in the uh, Steph pick and rolls. And yeah, I mean, you could see the evolution of his aggressiveness throwing down more dunks um being more active uh you could <laughs> there were a couple times where after a play he would give a little shove to uh to Nurkic on Portland and I was like yeah oh I like that you know a little bit of attitude I like the fact that he's super zen seeming and low key but uh it's cool to see some emotion from him He's still making rookie fouls, but those fouls are fouls of aggression, fouls of doing and trying the right things, not like ticky-tack fouls where it's like, oh, why did I reach? Or, oh, like I should have just kept my hands up or I should have moved my feet instead. I was pleased with uh, with his first double-double. 11 boards, that's, that's nice. He is coming up a little bit short on his three-pointers, so they're online, but it'll be nice to see some of them go in soon, maybe against the Kings. His shot is looking better than Kelly Oubre's shot. Uh, Oubre finally hit a second three-pointer, but in general, he you know played well. Uh, the thing is, he still seems like he does not want to shoot, and Fitz even called it out a couple times on the broadcast. He mentioned it, and I was like, okay. You know, like at least that's a that's a feather in Fitz's cap that he um he won't just be a company man and uh, he'll point things like that out. One thing about Andrew Wiggins, even though his aggression and shot is a little bit inconsistent, is the dude is hustling on D and playing hard on D, and I could totally appreciate how active he is and again how he can affect the game on both ends of the court. He just needs consistency he just needs to bring that consistent effort and as long as Draymond's on the court and as long as Steph is is leading the way he knows how to lead then I think he can bring it more consistently again this is one game but at least it's building in the right direction and you can see what the promise of this team is if the parts start clicking not all the problems are solved but you know, I've said, let's see this team in 20 to 30 games and how they evolve. And once they get super familiar with each other and once Steph, Draymond, and even Wiseman, once those guys shake off the rust, because each of those dudes in their own way didn't play and hadn't played that much. A couple other things, when James Wiseman got his fourth foul and they took him out and plugged in Looney, it really just kind of clicked with me that it's kind of nice. It's kind of a luxury to uh, take out Wiseman, or if you have to take out Wiseman with foul trouble, that you could plug in Looney, Kevon Looney, like a guy who is a really solid vet, who has won titles, who has started and is just very smart and stout and uh, is still only 24 years old, amazingly. 
But he's a guy that if Wiseman has to sit, you don't have questions about Looney. I mean, yes, the post-injury kind of conditioning and uh, relatively diminished athleticism for what he had. But uh, that's not a bad drop-off. It's not, you know, no offense, but it's not like dropping off and having to plug in a end-of-career Anderson Verajao or even like a Festus Azili, right? Looney is not going to make mental mistakes. Another observation is... I don't know about the last game or previous games or if it's just because it's a, a local game, but uh, I didn't hear any court noise, like the basket mics. You didn't hear the heavy bricks that were getting laid like in the first few games. I don't know if that's a different production style or intentional because I was really curious to see if we could hear Draymond uh, talking shit when he was back on the court. I don't know if they just shut those off or if that's just the way the local setup was, but I found that a little interesting and I was a little bit bummed because I wanted to hear some of that if possible. And lastly, those uh the bay, those yellow, gold, whatever uniforms, those are those are nice, man. Like it's too bad that right now, at least for me, I associate those with last season, the fifteen win team with uh D'Angelo Russell. So hopefully they can make better memories in those jerseys. This game was a was a good start. Overall Everything was promising, and obviously Steph isn't going to sustain 62 points at night, but hopefully it inspires the rest of the guys and gets everybody juiced so they start clicking better, more often, faster, and all that good stuff. They play the Kings. That is a... (laughs) A back-to-back, so I'm very curious to see how Steph looks in terms of is he just burnt out? Does he have the same energy? If he doesn't, can the team lift him up? The Kings are a team that is definitely beatable, uh, especially without Tyrese Halliburton. Even though he's a rookie, he has a huge influence. Uh, So we shall see, and uh, I will be back to tell you my impressions of that game, win or lose. Well, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to drop me a line at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, on Twitter or at Oakland Warriors on Twitter. And check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And go Dubs.